This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. This is a three times weekly show looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club available on video and podcast. My name is Benjamin Bloom. I will be here each and every Monday for this, the flagship show for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation. Make your Monday a Blue Monday. Joe Fares, why am I on take two of the intro? Um, because I talked over you talking about your hair compared to Amy's. <laughs> wow. I thought, I, I, Amy, I thought I was going to bury him and he's buried oh. me. What a beautiful start to the show. Please welcome everybody. Um, Academy aficionado, a wonderful man, one of my favourite men, um, football manager expert, Mr. Joe Fez. How are you, Joe? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Ben. Cool. Right, and I've got a good one here, um, Amy, this week. Um, she is the estranged granddaughter of American botanical artists, painter of natural history and writer Doris Downs, born 1961. Welcome back like to the it. show, I Amy really Downs. Like I literally it. Googled famous people called Downs. <laughs> <laughs> How well, you doing? it does seem to have become a bit of a running theme for people my episodes, wa- hasn't it? It's been nice. People <laughs> want it, and Blue Monday is about giving the people what they want, Joe. Absolutely. It's also yet another reason for me not to change my name when I get married. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Um, let's do the news first before we get into the um, incredible nonsense that led up to the Bolton game um, this week. But first off, in the press um, on Thursday, Paul Lambert clearing up his comments from last week, Amy. He says... Um, I was asked a question about it, and the only way we'll go is if Marcus makes a change. He was a bit prickly um, saying, storming a teacup. Um, did he need to address this, this business of um, his comments last week after the whole game, and has it helped? Um, excuse me, for, I just, without thinking, rolled my eyes because it's doing my nutting, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I uh, was quite shocked at the reaction, but all I can, uh, like from fans panicking that he's on his way, all I can think is just that, honestly, if we did lose him, it would be an utter disaster. It would be the last 
six months or whatever it is we've had him now um, completely down the pan. So I do understand the worry, but for me, he was being an honest, hardworking football manager saying, my job isn't safe. I'm not being complacent. I know that I need to keep working and, and turn the results around. So he's not going to turn around and say, oh, yeah, my job's safe because that just sounds arrogant so I but uh, sadly I do think it probably needed to be addressed and if he was asked again on uh, yesterday then of course he had to answer it but for me I think it was um, storm in a teacup's perfect way to describe it you agree with that Joe yeah to an, ex- to an extent I think he did I think Brennan put his back up when he was asking the questions last week and his defense went up and he said some things which could be interpreted wrongly even at the press conference this last week he still kept not given a particularly straight answer. And it wasn't until Stu's actually said, if you do not resign, will you be here next year? Effectively? Like, is there any way you're going to not be here if Evan sacks you definitively? And he did then answer that question, but it did take a lot of eking out to get him to say what we all expected it to be and what we wanted to hear. It's reminiscent of the amount of times they asked McCarthy, if he was going to go to Ireland, Mick but McCarthy actually wanted to go to Ireland though. But not, not like he, in he place of us, did he? Yeah, he never is, answered it because he did want to go. <laughs> this is a, a very um, alpha male Scotsman, isn't it? Who wants to be in control of the exchange and probably felt like he didn't, um, like he wasn't. But it seems yeah. swept under the carpet for now. So hopefully, maybe it was just a slow news week last week and um, there wasn't really anything to talk about with the game. But there was something to talk about this week, Joe, because Alan Judge... Ipswich Town's 31 signs a two-year deal with an option for a third. So the standard um, Marcus Evans contract. Um, talk to me about this signing and how important he could be if fit for, say, 35 games next season in League One, Joe. I think it's good news on on sort of both accounts. Of Firstly, that he has probably been our best player since he signed. He seems to have raised standards amongst the squad. It just sort of reminds me of when we signed Jim Agil in the first time. And I think when you did that talk with David Johnson on the podcast and he said that when he came in everything just went up a level he wanted to get on the ball all the time and it, it seems like that with Judge he hasn't quite had the end product to go with with what he's trying to do as yet but that, that will surely come when you look at his quality and secondly it also shows that Evans is willing to back his manager in League One because I can't imagine this was an easy deal to do in, on a League One budget which like we're not kidding anyone. We know we are in League One next season. Evans knows that. Judge knows that. Lambert knows that. And he managed to get that deal done. So that is a feather in Evans' cap and a sign that he's going to back Lambert. Amy on Judge? Uh, completely over the moon. Absolutely ecstatic. Did a little dance from my front room when I, when I heard we'd done it. I just, I'd actually tweeted like half an hour before or something ridiculous like that, that the only thing I want out of Ipswich Town this year is for us to sign Alan Judge because I genuinely believe he will make that much difference to the side next year. He's going to be a class above in League One. They are just not going to know what to do with him. I absolutely adore him. Um, but I also think credit to him as well for he is championship quality and probably within a better team he'd be getting more out of it maybe um so the fact that he obviously likes the club and he obviously wants to come here obviously because he's signed so I think fair play to him for not thinking oh the league one next year I'm better than that he wants to be a part of it and hopefully he'll get to be part of um you know league one champions next year (laughs) I just 
after this injury jinx. Uh, I don't. I don't even want to tempt tempt fate, but but there we go. That would that would just True. finish the season off. But I won't. I won't even complete the sentence. Amy Town's penultimate game at Sheffield United has now been moved to um, five fifteen after everybody else has played on the penultimate week of the season, twenty seventh of April. So, um, a Town fans could potentially see the Blades go in for promotion in that game if they have any kind of four-point lead. Um, is this going to be a bit tasty for our boys at the end of April? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel for the people who've got to travel back. I know Sheffield's not a massive journey, but it's not nice delaying it. It's annoying because it's messed up our last away game of the season. But as far as I'm concerned, it gives us an extra two hours in the pub, which is never a bad thing. Um, I just think we're we're already going to be gone by then. We those last two games of the season, we potentially could mess up the top three a little bit. But I I don't know that Sheffield United are on a bit of a roll at the minute. I think aren't they? So um, I like the fact that we could impact what's going on at the top end. But for us, do we even bother turning up? <laughs> Amy says we can impact the top two. Joe, can we just pocket the extra? 20 grand and take a couple of hidings those last two games I, I imagine we will well I, I think we got a bit lucky with the the game that, that it moved to 515 because it was inevitable that game was going to move the other two kickoffs are 1230 and 745 so the lesser of three evils having the five yeah. o'clock kick that day and Leeds has got moved to the Sunday as well Sunday so, lunch is it yeah, yeah. all, all so, press is so, going to be all press is going to be on them um Right, guys, the rest of this news is literally all just this complete crapshoot of um, going into this game. So um, I'll get your thoughts on it first, but I'll just read through the timeline of what the hell happened in between Tuesday and Saturday that forced both myself and Joe to literally just say, no, screw it. I'm not going. This is this is ridiculous. Um, So Tuesday. Um, no supporters will be allowed to enter the stadium at Bolton. They have not provided evidence they can deliver the match day operation to the standard required. So this was the first report, despite the fact that we were all told that EFL weren't allowed to do behind closed doors games. On Wednesday, kind of unrelated, but kind of related, Bolton are in court again for their unpaid HMRC bill, um, which could, worst case scenario, see Bolton liquidated. Um, this is then adjourned until the Monday after the season finishes. So good news for um, everybody that Bolton's not going to get liquidated before the game. Wednesday night, the safety advisory committee meet and say that the game can go ahead if there's adequate staff numbers. Then on Thursday morning, the prohibition notice is lifted. The staff get paid, but the players don't. Um, and the game is going ahead after all. And then on Friday, um, the final straw, really, a mysterious, quote, critical IT failure in the stadium puts the game in doubt again. Um, I'd like to remind you again that the players weren't paid and then there was an IT failure. Um, I'm not going to libel anybody, but you, um, you, 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 you do the maths with that one. Um, a decision will be made by 7.30 a.m. Um, and I saw tweets from fans who were getting trains out of London and whatnot before 7.30 a.m. All paid for tickets, accommodation, etc., etc. Utterly ridiculous. Um, 
And then the Ipswich Town Twitter at 2.55am on Saturday morning tweets that the game, whatever, um, quote, IT issue, um, whatever that's a euphemism for, has been resolved and the game is going ahead. Um, Amy, I've never seen anything like it. Um, Talk me through, I mean, you're up north anyway, so... um, Less of a burden, but still, if you've made your plans and spent your money, you know, you don't want to be messed about. Um, talk, talk to me about your reading of, of those events. Um, it was quite fun. <laughs> it was, at least it was a bit of interest in a build up to a game that we were probably dreading. Um, I think it honestly, I know it sounds silly, but I feel like it kind of added to the atmosphere on the day because it, it was like it's on again, it's off again. And everybody was talking about how they'd had to, you know, they they traveled up the night before and didn't even know if they were going to get a game to go to or they'd had to get up at six o'clock and leave Ipswich and they still didn't even know if they were going to be able to go and watch a game of football, but they still came. Or for me, I was at my I was I was actually awake when Ipswich put the tweet out because my son had woken me up. So I was like, oh, good, my game's go- my day's going ahead as planned then. But um, I do feel for the people who had to wake up in the morning and not know what was going on, whether they were going to be halfway up the M1 and have to turn around again. Um, but oh, it just made it a little bit more interesting. We're, we're limping out to the end of this season now. At least it gave us a bit of drama. And underneath it all... To be honest, at least we still have a football club to go and watch in the new season. And those Bolton fans who were there with us yesterday don't know that they do. So I guess for me, it was a bit of like, I really don't mind that there was a little bit of technical issues when actually they're facing far, far worse than us. Although I don't really understand why technology stops you from playing a game of football. But Hmm. Um Joe, uh, you had the same kind of reaction to me. I think we both had tickets. Maybe if the tickets had cost more than five quid, um, yeah. we'd have been uh, less likely to um, to kind of boycott it. What what was your what was your thinking in the lead up? Um, well, I, I didn't expect the game to be cancelled during the week because if you speak to any fine, football finance experts like you've had on previously. Match day is the time when the clubs make their money. And if it was a case of paying the staff to make some money, that was a case of investing X pounds to get back a thousand times X pounds back. So I wasn't particularly worried unless the club was going to go out of business on the Wednesday. But I, the, the staff were always going to get paid. So I, I, I didn't really expect that. But then when it said the IT issues, I just got to the pub on the Friday, half four, just walked in the pub, saw the IT issues. Um, I spoke to the couple of guys I was going with. They were going on a works night out, and it and it said that a decision is going to be made by seven thirty in the morning. Well, that was affecting everyone's night that night before. We were planning on leaving at seven thirty, and it meant we we're going to have. If the decision wasn't going to come until exactly that point, we were going to have to be up, ready to go. Sacrificed our Friday night for it, and we all just took a collective view of it's, it's not really worth it. I, I didn't actually do anything on the Friday night, but it was just a case of it's not really worth the hassle. We'll just make plans for the Saturday and I'll catch the game on iFollow. I'll just nip across to Germany to watch it on iFollow and come, <laughs> come, come straight back after the game if anyone at um, iFollow is listening. Um, I got a bit of blowback, as I always do, um, online, but it's just business at the end of the day and I've got to protect my yeah. YouTube um, work and it got to four o'clock and I looked and Leeds is always good numbers and 
I'm like, I can get a decent ticket for Birmingham Leeds now. And I just bought one. I was just like, look, if they can't get their act together and do this, I, I love my Ipswich, but um, um, I can leave two hours later to go to, to go to Birmingham. There's a guarantee that game's gonna, gonna happen, and it's not a relegation dead rubber. But look, we 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 make light of it. I totally echo um, Amy's point that um, the Wednesday and potential liquidation. I know we always get these. Old oh, Villa had two hours, and I know HMRC have done. This is like the third winding up order this season for for Bolton. But um, there's 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 a bigger message here with these owners have got to stop risking the futures of clubs. I know 180 million is 180 million, but it's someone is going to go under. I know we've, I know we've said it for a few years now, but someone's going to go under and it's well, well, troubling. Clubs have done it in, in the lower leagues, haven't they? The Herefords and things like that lower down, yeah. they have gone under and it won't be a, a championship club will go at some point. And Bolton, if they keep going up to there and they keep having these people that aren't fit to own a football club as their potential saviors, mm. then, that they're likely to go at some point, but hope, hopefully that that isn't the case, and it isn't anytime soon. But someone will go at some point, and wouldn't surprise me if it was Bolton last week. Mm. And no disrespect to Hereford, Joe. This is Bolton Wanderers first FA Cup final. Nat Lofthouse Premier League staple for for years. It's a it's a big Huge history. history. Yeah, but anyway, moving on. So. Um, Amy, you're our hero today. The only one who actually stood up for the game. We did all have tickets, but um, Joe, Joe and I um, took a view, let's just say. Um, so five changes for town. Um, the team looked something like this. Bielkowski in goal. Um, Emmanuel Chambers. James Collins back. Um, Kenlock make up the defence. Dazelle skews Bishop across the middle. Edwards, Quainer and... Judge, um, sort of front three-ish, if you if you if you view it that way. Um, your views on that lineup, Amy? Uh, yeah, I was happy with it. Um, I hadn't realised. I think it was uh, Nolan, was it? I hadn't actually realised he was out, so I was a bit disappointed. I wouldn't get to see him play, but um, that yeah, I was happy with it. Really happy that Collins was playing, um, and a little bit nervous. Um, unfoundedly so that Quayner was the one up front um but, but yeah happy uh no, shame to have so many changes when we seem to have been on a bit of a flow lately but yeah Joe, whatever to be honest <laughs> Joe on that team sorry yeah um well positive when you look at eight of 11 uh contracted past the end of this season plus you've got Josh Emmanuel there who is trying to earn a deal and will no mm. doubt sign it if one is offered to him so and then it's only James Collins and Colin Quainer that aren't and you don't really have a choice with Quainer because we don't really have any striking options at the moment so I think it was very much a team with next season in mind so Lambert's doing his doing his work and I was, I was pleased with pleased with how he set set the team up mm. um, Bolton line up uh, Matthews in goal Olkowski who's um, decent player at right back Weeter Beavers Taylor um, the ever unpredictable Amiobi, Williams, Callum Connolly, familiar face, Buckley, O'Neill, and McGuinness up front. Um, so, first half, I'll take you up to the goal. Um, a deep corner, Buckley heads back across. Amiobi um, can't spin from point blank range up your end there, Amy. Um, Dizel near post corner here, two Bolton players 
Go for the same ball, just flashes past the post. And Joe, this takes us to the um, first goal. And um, you were at pains to point out as well, um, the initial build-up where the triangle and Edwards breaking the line, some good football before it even gets back to back to Chambers and you take over there. Yeah, so it ended up, I think it was Quion Edwards, Alan Judge, Andre Dezel, Josh Emmanuel playing on the right-hand side of the pitch. Some really neat interplay, which had been which had happened a few times in that first half. A neat bit of interplay. Ball came to Edwards, who was sort of one-on-one with the centre-back, drove past him, pulled the cross in, but it was cleared. Ball cleared straight to Josh Emmanuel out wide, who rolls the ball back to Chambers, who... All that training at right-back, Joe, hey? Finds his inner <laughs> David Beckham and whips, whips in a... That was a really good ball, whips in. Quainer unmarked and a good header from the turtle. <laughs> um, Amy, um, deserved at that point? Oh, without a doubt. Um, I mean, to be honest, I think the first little note that I made for myself was after about 20 minutes. So it took a long time for anything to even happen in the game. It was a dull, boring affair up until the goal. But I think that we were by far the team that were on on top. Um, Bolton looked like they were still warming up. They were training to be honest they just didn't look like they'd, they'd got out of the starting blocks we were the ones in control I don't think they had any significant opportunities um, and we had good build-up play exactly as Joe's just described the, the what happened just before the goal was a good example of what was going on in general I think it's just that end product that's the problem Mm, interesting and um, we'll come we'll come to that theme when we get to the end of the game because I think um, I totally agree with you actually um, Ipswich playing well uh, midfield moved the ball Bishop into the 10 position feeds Judge right side to the box hits it on the half volley talked about Judge's end product only one assist still against um, Stoke from that corner um, straight at Matthews that one um, Amiobi nice ball out wide here swung into the box uh, McGuinness is in there but Collins snuffs it out and Amy, a really good goal, actually, on um, 44. Dazelle has pulled out left and he feeds it into Kenlock. And um, quite, a, quite a surprising finish after this. Um, uh, you, you go ahead, Amy. It was a bit of a, a stonker from the edge of the area, I think, wasn't it? About 20 yards, did I read? Um, on the right-hand side again. So I think both goals went in sort of a pretty much in the same place. But just absolute confidence from him, which I've not seen yet from him. Um, a really well-taken goal, absolute beauty on that. I'd be very tempted to see if he wants to stay with us for another year. But um, again, nice build up from the rest of the team and everybody sort of around there. Every time Bolton had a chance, sorry to skip ahead, but it was like a gold mouse scramble up the other end. Whereas for us, it just felt like we were in control and we were actually playing some nice football. And that, I think, was a perfect example of that, that second goal. Um, good lad. Nice to see it. Um, Joe, you, uh, we, we spoke um, privately last week um, and you said we've had it done to us so many times. Krasinski has one square inch to aim at and smacks it in the corner. And for once, um, it's a brilliant finish by, by Quayna. For once, we get done, we do to another team what's been done to us over and again and yeah. actually show some quality in front of goal. Yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't expecting him to shoot when he received the ball because it was sort of quite in the centre of the goal. But the way he... he almost sort of scooped it. It was sort of a scoop finish. And in off the post, I haven't seen it back from behind the goal, but it was a 
a perfect finish. It couldn't have been more in the corner coming in off the post. And mm. it's it's nice to see him, maybe that header before it gave him the confidence to have that shot because he hasn't looked confident in front of goal so far. So maybe those two goals will give him a little lift and him and him and Keane between them can start scoring a few goals between now and the end of the season. And the big the big difference here is um, Lambert gets kind of mocked a little bit. Oh, we're playing really well. We're playing really well. And what we see each week is... Um, Ipswich kind of huff and puff in both penalty areas. There's some decent play in between and no cutting edge. But two quite low percentage chances here. You know, uh, 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 I know the header was close in, but headers are always low percentage. And particularly the one from outside the box. So um, brilliant stuff and, and two up at half time. Did you want to come in there, Joe? Sorry. No, and I was just going to add as well, the sort of build-up in the midfield that we were playing in that first half. Dazelle was getting on the ball, switching play. Him and Kenlock were working out well together. Both Dazelle and Bishop were almost getting across the touchline, working in triangles. Judge and Edwards were getting on the same side of the pitch. And we were, we were working well, but we did still lack... I know we had the header from Quain and where he scored from, but we did still lack that man in the middle for a lot of our good work. A lot of times there was crosses, there was no one in there to receive them, and Edwards putting them in, and it... Is just literally going straight over to the fullback. So there does still there needs to be a little bit of a balance. Maybe a midfielder who more naturally gets into the box, or a striker who stays in there. That that, that was still a little bit lacking. And uh, I think the buzzword in football stats now is is big chance, isn't it? It's trying to create more of these big chances that um, we see certain teams create by the by the bucket load every single game. Um, Amy, from what I hear, the second half was a uh, a bit of a mess, to be honest. Um, so I'll, I'll, um, I'll go through on what I've seen and get your feedback. Um, Alkowski uh, down the right. He's unlucky to be playing for Bolton, to be honest. Um, deep cross for Buckley. Shanks to finish. Um, town attack down there, right? Edwards, uh, Emmanuel, big overlap. Recycled here. Judge skews nice chip in. Downs, who's come on as a sub, um, is not Zidane and can't either chest that down or head that as well. Um, Chambers takes one um, in an uncomfortable place. Um, they recycle that um, corner and then uh, Ostuma, the shortest footballer in the league. Um, good strike through the crowd straight at Bielkowski. And then, Amy, just um, when you wanted your nice clean sheet, I mean, obviously, look, we've been 2-0 up away at Birmingham earlier in the season. So, look, I'll take 2-1 all, all day long. But... Um, a really crap goal and um, comes from our attack, actually, because Ken Locks in the box, cuts back for once. Horrible touch by um, Judge. Bolton counter, McGuinness Ostuma. Um, Amiobi feeds Olkowski. And Amy, what what the hell happens um, when this cross goes in? Uh, well, we, we all were like looking at each other because from our end, obviously, we couldn't tell what had happened right. but you could see all the players like looking at the ref and the ref looking around at the liner or whatever and nobody really knew what went he did to be fair he made the decision quite quickly uh, but you could tell that it was close it looked like it had been cleared off the line obviously as it had but um yeah it was a bit it was it was unlucky and it was a shame because the whole team particularly Mr Chambers had been putting literally their whole bodies in front of the ball to stop bless him to stop the ball getting anywhere um there'd been a couple of nice saves from from Bart as well but I do, I do think it, it was a shame because the defense Collins and Collins and Chambers together I love um Collins was just so cool and calm and Chambers was giving it everything to make sure that we got this win he it mattered so much to him and I think as well um without wanting to tell you how to run your podcast I don't want to 
skip over some of the chances that we did have. Yeah, some of the really good play in the second half. There was... Um, when uh, uh, my fast becoming my favourite player behind Judge, Mr. Chalabar came on, um, just the energy that he brought to the t- to the side. Once the once the subs had settled down, Chalabar, um, Edwards, although I think he actually went off, but he would like towards the very end. Um, Chalabar and Edwards down the left hand side. I was on the left hand side of the goal there was some really nice play between them and Quainer and Judge and we we had a few chances. Judge, um, if he'd hit it right, could have could have uh, scored a third and probably then it wouldn't have gone up the other end um and, and conceded. The hardest thing about that goal was the fact that we didn't know how much how long was left. I didn't hear how many minutes injury time was announced. Nobody knew. So we're all stood there going, oh, my God, we're going to lose 3-2. Because, <laughs> um, of course, you expect that as soon as we score a goal. Um, but thankfully, I think it was, God, it must have been about 30 seconds before the referee then blew the whistle. Thank God. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think um, the second half certainly wasn't as good as the first half. Where, um, But I think that's probably tiredness. And uh, for me, it was the subs changing the team around a bit. It took a while to settle down. But I was I was quite happy with the way we played. I wasn't disappointed in them at all. Um, Joe, second half, summings up. And um, whose fault was that goal? It was, a, it was a bit flat the second half for me. There, there was, as Amy said, there was a few bits of play, but generally we didn't we didn't get on the ball as much as we had in the first half. We were playing from deeper, but whether that was Lambert trying to get us to see out a game and mm. like sort of Amy made the point and yourself said it, talking about Bolton's goal, that was a prime chance for Judge to hit that for 3-0 and they, we went down the other, other end of the pitch and conceded a really poor Straight goal. Mm. And... 3-0, that would have looked a much better scoreline. But I don't think anyone's really fussed about the scoreline. I think they were all just pleased with the win that we managed to see it out. The goal, I think Bart should have done better. He's he's come out for that. He's flapped at it. He's got underneath the ball. And I'm not really sure what Emmanuel was doing, but he wasn't expecting it. But once Emmanuel had knocked it back to Collins, I think Collins could have done a little bit better on the line and actually hooked it away. But Alex Maffey on the commentary was amazed that the ref could give that without the linesman giving it because he didn't realise they had their watches. Yeah. So he was he, he was he was incredulous for a few seconds before Brenner explained it to him. Oh. And I, I heard that the hospitality um yeah, I'll, I'll say no more about what Alex Maffey might be up to pre game, but 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 there we go, moving on swiftly from that. Um uh summons up Joe on the game before we go to questions. I thought it was a really good win. I know people say it's only Bolt and they're a very poor side, but Bolt went and went and beat QPR last week, who, again, aren't the best side, but have beaten us twice this year. And, well, have they? I can't even remember the away game yeah. there, probably. 5 but, um, beaten, beaten us twice this year. Bolton was still in with a chance of staying up. A very slim chance, no doubt. But had Rotherham not won yesterday and Bolton won, that gap would have become a lot smaller. So it wasn't a... It wasn't a dead rubber for them. It was a dead rubber for us. But only looking at the tables now makes it into more of a dead rubber. But that was you, you had to go there and beat a side fighting for their lives. Yeah. Amy? Oh, I agree. You can only play what's put in front of you. And, and Bolton were very, very poor yesterday. Um, perhaps even more so because of made worse because of the week that they've had. Um, it wasn't a very good game of football. It was uh, reminiscent. Uh, of Mick McCarthy times in terms of there's really nothing going for us here. This is but we needed be... that, Amy, when we were 2-0 up at Birmingham earlier in the season, didn't we? We Agreed. needed a Mick second half, didn't we? 
yeah abs- absolutely and if that is what like you say if that's what Lambert was doing was sitting back a bit to try and keep the result I'd never ever criticised McCarthy for that because I completely understood what he was doing and it was what worked and it worked for us yesterday but um, having said that you can only play what's in front of you and I think we were definitely the better side and for me if that's an example of what League One people that thinks we're going to back you know bounce back up straight away easy peasy but I do think that if that's an example of what league one going to be like we'll be fine interesting um Bolton remember promoted from league one last season um let's get into the questions um on Twitter as always at Blue Monday ITFC um we'll start with Joe because this one's directed to him um Dale Ellis um asked for Joe Dylan Crow involved with England so make assumption uh, he's a good player, not really mentioned this year. Lambert seems to suggest he's unhappy with his situation. Any chances of him getting near the first team? Can you tell us about Dylan Crow and um, what he does and any chance of him getting near the first team? Um, he's a he's a young right back who has played for England, I, f- I think under 15s, but definitely 16s, 17s and 18s. Played in the Euros last year. He's, um, and But this year's been a bit start-stop for him. He's, he had a long injury in the middle of the year, probably out for best part of three months where and this is his second year as a scholar last year in his first year he played almost exclusively for the under 21s did, did well but this year he's gone both his injury and I think I, I assume there's some sort of contract holdout going on there because you've seen the stories in the papers linking in with Man Everybody. United Benfica yeah. and whoever <laughs> whoever it is but Generally, any internationals we have, they get signed up on their 17th birthday. There's a deal waiting for them. He turned 17 over a year ago now, and he still hasn't been signed, which makes me think he probably won't be here next season. But he did get injured again recently for the under-23s. So maybe he's he's out for this season anyway, but maybe that injury may have, may have put pay to any move he had. As a player, I, I, I don't rate him as highly as maybe the England staff do, but... He's probably the quickest player at the club when it comes to pressing. When you when he goes, he goes, and he he's he's really good at that side. But technically, he, his crossing sort of lets himself down, and he wastes some decent opportunities. But I don't think we'll see him here. Hmm, interesting, um, Amy. This is uh, Benjamin Aria. Um Do we overrate some of our youngsters? Are they going to be as crucial in League One as we think they will? Uh, the latter part, yes, I think so, definitely. I think when you talk to people who are down, who, whose teams are in that league and have been for a while, a lot of them say it's your youngsters that really matter in that league, um, possibly more so than the the, the older players who um, maybe will be a bit too old for it and and struggle with the um, with their pace. But uh, I can see where they're coming from. I, um, Dizel had a part Mm. in one of our chances in the second half and I genuinely had forgotten he was on the pitch and I just think like he went off and he had a massive standing ovation and fair play I'd love for him to do well and I really hope him he stays but I think that everybody's got this like especially when we lose and they're like oh why isn't he playing Dizelle why isn't well because he's just not quite there yet and he wasn't quite there yet under McCarthy and we've got to start trusting the managers that know better than us rather than criticising just because they're ours. And I think it's also worth pointing out that actually we also have a habit of going completely the other way. When Luke Hyam started playing for us, he was, you know, the second coming. 
And then as people realised he was probably a bit more defensive than they were expecting or wanting, because as has been the story of the last, God, seven years, we've needed a striker or we've needed attacking players. Um, Hayam suddenly became, nobody liked him. Nobody very, very quickly became very quickly criticised. And people were saying, oh, the only reason he's playing is because he's, he's one of our own. So I don't think so. But then on the other side of it, I think uh, Teddy Bishop and, of course, uh, Flynn Downs deserve a bit of credit for the season that they've had because they've certainly shown themselves worthy this year, I think. Mm, Well put. Um, Joe, this is John um, of the Southwest um, Supporters Branch. Could it be the first time for many years that we get all our transfer business done early? Signs are good with numerous contract extractions extension secured and judge now signed up i think he's sort of referring to um mr paul hurst and jordan graham and all of that splurge coming at the end of august and obviously daryl murphy being sold right at the end of the deadline um would you joe would you actually be pleased if nothing happens between july and september and everything's all nailed down oh yeah that that'd be absolutely ideal if that could happen if we could go away for pre-season to this germany tour have us have the squad in place and be working on our patterns of play and our fitness and making sure everyone is up to it but inevitably there will be some business done later in the window it's just just how it goes when the season starts but last year we did far too much and i I said it at the time, we, we took this pre-season training camp to Portugal or Spain, I, I can't remember which one it was, where Hurst made such a big deal about the fitness on it and come the start of the season, on that, by the end of, by the 1st of September, we were named an 18-man squad for a game and about, only about five players had been on this pre-season, which was going to set us up for the year and we were always fighting to lose a battle from there and hopefully land, but because of, because of the work Hurst has done, we've got a lot of players on contracts now we aren't going to be able to wheel and deal we haven't got we have got a huge number of players out of contract but we've got a huge number of players in contract next year so Hurst um, sorry Lambert's going to have to work with what we've got and the majority of those will will be in place for the first day of pre-season good um David Diamond of this parish asks, are Leeds going to bottle automatics? But we will get on to that. Um, I'm sure you're itching to talk about Leeds, Amy. We'll get on to that in the roundup. Um, Tim, devil's advocate time. Is this win a bit like the Swansea win for Paul Hurst? Um, Remember this um, Swansea win was rather fluky, let's just say the least. Swansea missed about eight big chances and we had about four attacks and scored three goals. But you you, you seem to think otherwise, Amy. a bit of a better performance. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, sorry, I've completely lost my train of thought. Read the last bit of the question again. I was watching for um, Joe. You look freezing. Um, it's Tim. <laughs> Tim's asking about um, was was this win a flash in the pan? I think basically. Oh, ours. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> sorry, that was really, that was a really quick. I was thinking right when I answered yes. No, the um, look. My next two the two games that I've got remaining for this season that I'm going to be going to see is Sheffield United and hopefully Leeds at home. Um, Brentford during the week we haven't got a hope against, and obviously there's a couple of others in there. I just think that Bolton are the first team I've seen this season that were worse than us, and everybody else we've got left to play left to play is definitely better than us. So if we can keep going with draws for the rest of the season, I'll be happy because I think that just shows us going down with a bit of fight against teams that are much better. Yes, it probably was a bit of a flash in the pan, but isn't it nice to have it? Mm, interesting. Um, Joe, Jack Slada, if you could sign one of Keane or Quainer, who would it be? Keane. <laughs> and why? I thought you might say that. I, I just think he's a he's a better all-round player. I, for all, for Quan, considering Quainer scored yesterday, I still thought in that first half hour he struggled to get into the game. He he drifts out into the wide roles. And when you're playing one up front, that, that guy's got to be a focal point and he's got to stay within the six-yard box, sort of the width of the six-yard box. And... Keane does that, like I say, if, if Keane could stay fit, he wouldn't be even on our consideration for us because he'd be a top-end championship striker if he could stay fit. And I, I think that would be a difficult deal to do. But if we could get that one done, I'd have a huge amount of confidence going into next season. Interesting. Um, Amy, Simon at Portman Tunes. A cross came in, Quayna jumped, Quayna won the header and Quayna scored. What is the bloke next to me in the Pioneer going to moan about now? <laughs> when uh, Quainer scored his second, everybody looked around at each other and we were like, what a two goal. goals, it's 2-0 two to us, away, what the hell is happening? And then it was like, oh my God, it was Quainer, what is going on? It's, everybody had been moaning about Quainer in the pub beforehand, bless him. Um, so I'm just enjoying the complete unlikelihood of it that, and the fact that it happened. It was it was really nice at halftime, actually, because everybody was just so shocked and fully expecting them to come back and equalise. But <laughs> it was nice. It was all part of the fun, I think, the fact that it was Quainer and not somebody that we'd expected. Um, Joe, this is Mullet, who uh, was also at the game yesterday. Um, if yesterday was a glimpse of next season, how much of that team will change? And how much of it needs to change to be successful? Let me just give you the 11 again, Joe, real quick. 
Bart, Emmanuel, Chambers, Collins, Kenlock, Dazelle, Skews, Bishop, Edwards, Quainer, Judge. Um, I, I, I personally think Bart will stay because I don't, I don't really see who's going to sign him to bring him in as a number one. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's got any interest in going anywhere as a number two. But what will be, will be on that one. Defensively, I think Emmanuel, Chambers and Kenlock will all be part of the starting, maybe not the starting team for both Emmanuel and Kenlock, but they'll, they'll be part of the squad. Collins, totally up in the air. If, if he can stay fit between now and the end of the season, do we want to give him another year? I, I personally would. Joe, but... the average wage below the top two in League One last year was two grand. Yeah, but we're going to be in the top two. so. Okay, fair, fair. But James <laughs> Collins is expensive, isn't he? I, I imagine so, but he's also... What, what other options is he going to have which will allow him to mm, geographically still continue to base himself in Bishop Stortford, I think he is. So I, th- I, th- I think there's a, there's a chance for him. Midfield, Scoose, Nolan, Bishop, oh, sorry, Scoose, Dazelle, Bishop, those three hopefully will be a big part of our mm. season next year, especially Dazelle and Bishop. I'm not too worried about Scoose, but I think he'll, he'll be there and he'll start more games than he doesn't. Judge obviously will be here. Edwards will be here. But that, but that big... That big question mark is who is going to be the striker because that is where we're short. Can Ellis Harrison be that man? Can he stay fit? Is he fit at the moment and just not being selected? We don't really have a lot of answers on that side. I don't think Jackson is ever going to suit a Lambert team. He he gives him a game, then he drops him. He gives him a game, then he drops him. I say sign a couple of strikers, another another centre back, maybe another another wide player to come into that, and I think we're going to be one of the best three or four teams in the league below. Whether we'll finish in the top three or four is another question, but on paper, we'll be up there. Mm, interesting. Um, Amy, this is Brad asking about your illegitimate second cousin twice removed. Is Flynn Downs any better than Luke Hyam was? Discuss. You've already mentioned Luke Hyam today. Well, we were talking about him yesterday, actually, because we were saying um, with Alan Judge having signed, to have Brentford fans had to bury the hatchet with their hatred for us because of, Luke Hyam breaking his leg. We'll find we talk- out on Wednesday, Amy. Yeah, <laughs> very true, very true. Oh gosh, that's going to be, I hadn't even thought of that. That's going to be a me- Oh, here comes Alan Judge's goal. This is nailed on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were talking about Luke Hyam and what he's done. And at the time, I was really sad to see him go and would have liked to have seen him given a bit longer. And um, I know he didn't quite cut it, but now when you look at our midfield this year, you kind of think, hmm. Yeah, maybe they did know what they were doing when they when they sort of let him go on his way and start pacing himself. So for me, yes, yes, absolutely. And of course, I'm going to say that Flynn is better. But uh, I do think he is. I think he's got uh, maybe when they both first started for the teams, there was the same potential within them. But I think that Flynn, he's definitely the sort of I feel like he might be fulfilling it and getting there more than Lukey did. Just quickly on that as well. Um, Flynn is obviously playing for England as well in age groups, which is something that Luke Hyam was never close to. And he's, he's more of a complete player, can pass, can pass the ball a lot better forwards. And um, at the the events with Luke Chambers and Cole Skuse last week, when they asked which young player they thought would go furthest, they both said Flynn Downs. Mm, interesting. In and the they sport. would know. Um, Harry Butcher asks, what was your inflatable from yesterday? I'm going to overrule that question because um, Harry tweets in every week. He's absolutely brilliant. And... He 
tweeted a picture earlier of his whole family. It looked like mother and father and younger sibling all driving up to the game. And if that's what we get back to as a club, where Agreed. a whole family of five, I know it was only five quid, um, but maybe it'll be a little bit cheaper. But that's still, if they've come up from Ipswich, that's still a good 50, 60 quid in fuel. Um you know, depending on what they drive and how they drive. Exactly. Um, so um, I thought that was a great tweet, um, Harry. Um, Cobalt Massive, I was there. I saw Lambert wave at the crowd. Oh, my God, is he leaving? Um, I think Cobalt Massive <laughs> taking a mix. Um, he's also having a big pop at you here, Joe. Um, are the Blue Monday panel working on disciplinary proceedings against one of their own? I think they should, as his support for ITFC in their hour of need has vanished. He's obviously not talking about me, Joe. Um, what about um, what about his criticism of you, not me, you going not going to the game yesterday, Joe? I, I'm sure Cobbled Massive saw me watching the game on my live stream. In Germany. He, he didn't see you watching it on your phone at the Birmingham Leeds game, so... Um, can I just say I'm to Cobble proper fan. You you are Amy. We, we've already <laughs> we've already admitted that. Um, what I will say to Cobble Massive, who makes a lot of money on eBay, is that he could have my unused ticket and maybe sell it. I don't know how much money he's going to make for an Ipswich Bolton ticket from <laughs> 2019, but um, look, I like I said, I got a lot of blowback as I always do. Whatever I do, I get pelters on youtube anyway i just think that's what it is and i would have loved to have been there but it just got so silly in the end and i i have to go to a game to keep the keep the keep the flow going so i will be at brentford on wednesday delightful um one more um oh there's a couple of good ones though um let's do this one quickly then amy stubsy is there any point of playing any lone players from this point um what does that achieve uh, very good question. For me, Chalaber has had such a good season. Um, he's with us because he needs the experience to be able to build on his career. It makes no difference to us at this point whether he's playing or not. I want to I want to give him the reward of thank you. You've played really well. We really like you. I'd like to see him there at Portman Road when I come down for the Leeds game. I love him. I think Trev's amazing. <laughs> um Joe, we won't let Amy near this one because she's got this kind of weird Matt Holland thing. But you've already mentioned <laughs> um, Jim Magilton here. It's a good question, this, from Arthur. Holland, Magilton, Chambers, who is the best player and who is the best leader? And you already mentioned about Jim that we have on good authority from David Johnson that even though he shouted and moaned and castigated everybody all through every game, that you can lead by doing that and by raising the standards, by being better at football than everybody else. So who's the best player and who's the best leader, Holland, Magilt and Chambers? Um, I'd say the best leader is Chambers and the best player is not Chambers. (laughs) 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 I I love Matty Holland and I love Jim Magilt and his players, but just the way that Jim would get on the ball at every every opportunity. I I love the way he used to go around demanding the ball and picking it up. But I've, I've... Matt Holland had a better career than him, but I'd say I'd prefer watching Jim Magilton any day of the week. Amy, Amy best best leader, Holland Magilton Chambers? Matt. Best leader? Yeah. Okay, and the best player? I, I like Matt because he was, obviously, I like Matt, I adore the man, um, but I just thought that he was, uh, maybe it was more the way he was with fans, but he was so kind and you will not meet a person who has a bad word to say about him and as much as I love Jim and actually agree that his, um, his way of doing things actually worked because they got the respect through the the nastiness that's probably the wrong way to describe it but the harshness no, I know what you mean. um i think there is not a person in this world who would put matt down and that is the reason he is still thriving in admittedly a very different career 
Um, but yeah, for me, he's, I just think the way he, he made the players love the club as well. That whole team did. And he sort of took that through after the playoff team dissipated and stuff as well. And I, I, I adore him. Best leader, there's, best there's player. Different, there's different ways to lead. You see, I, I yeah. lead from, I lead from Birmingham, not even at the <laughs> <laughs> Um Who won the FA Cup semi-final? Because there's someone outside my Watford. window in, Someone outside my window yeah. yelling Wembley, Wembley, um, we're going no, to Wembley. It was a so, much better game than yesterday. 2 0 down with te- 10 minutes left. Delafeo came on, scored. 94th minute. On a stream from Germany as well. No, I watched that on BT Sport at my dad's. <laughs> 94th minute penalty for Troy Deeney. Oh. And then, then Delafeo again in extra time. I um, hated them when they were in the championship, and I love it now. I love seeing them do so well. <laughs> uh, FPL Tractor has asked about Flynn Downs and my excellent running gags. Um, we won't do any more questions here, um, but we'll say thanks to Dommy Boy, Chris Hodges, Matty Peck and Blue, Alfie and Harry Marcham, all for asking questions. Um, we really do appreciate it, but we do, in the words of Led Zeppelin, we do tend to ramble on quite a lot about um, these questions. That's pretty much a perfect Robert Plant um, impression. He'll, Moving he'll on, be, he'll be sad today with the Wolves losing. I thought he supported Walsall. No, I thought he's a Wolves fan. Robert Plant. is he? Oh, I'll bow to you. I'll bow to your um, which teams the Led Zeppelin support. <laughs> your classic <laughs> rock football supporting. All I know is that every time you go to Birmingham, they play Mr. Blue Sky. When they should no, someone plays Black Sabbath, don't they? Uh, Villa play Black Sabbath, don't they? Yeah. Did Aussie support Villa? They're all from Birmingham, aren't they? Mm, Sheffield. Sheffield would be the best one, wouldn't it? Because you'd have like Def Leppard, Pulp, Arctic Monkeys are from Sheffield as well. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Some, I'm sure someone will um, tweet us in. Um, who wants to talk about Norwich for QPR nil? Neither oh. of you. No, just well, skip I watched it. it in the pub, actually. <laughs> were, were, were Norwich really good or QPR really bad or both, Amy? Norwich were phenomenal. <laughs> it's horrible. They're, right, they're, so they're, they're, there was a, there gone, was a lot of... They? chance in the pub relating to what the players do with their sisters but um <laughs> which was great fun uh the do they create loads bit... of goal scoring opportunities with their sisters maybe <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. other type <laughs> um they uh, it's it was pookie again i think wasn't it uh, uh buendia sleeper man two. pookie pookie got his 26th goal of the season i remember when david johnson used to do things like that and marcus stewart but... there man. you go had they gone? Had Leeds Best not lost? When, when, they had when got off. sent off as well, didn't he? So he's now got a free game ban. So that could have too caused late, him a few, few problems. But it is too late because Leeds lost. So well, I don't think he even knew what was going on. He didn't. He looked really shocked that he'd been given the red card, and everyone was like, "Oh, duh." <laughs> Tends to happen when you fly him with your studs up. But <laughs> exactly. There you go. We, we had an Argentinian player do that once. So. Um, Preston nil, Sheffield United one. Joe. Um, Swap places the last three weeks running, but I can see them swapping a few more times. David McGoldrick was 13 for the season, Joe. Yeah, it wasn't the. It was a relatively scrappy goal off the bar. He put it in. He did have a goal disallowed later in the game, and I, I didn't really see any. I only saw the highlights, but Preston didn't. They didn't show any good chances for Preston, and that's a hell of a result to go there and win with the form that they've been in and since Christmas, really. Mm. Um, Amy, you can answer David Diamond's question now. Are Leeds going to bottle it? I was there. Birmingham won, Leeds nil. Birmingham laid a very, very simple trap for Leeds and Leeds walked right into it and um, <laughs> lost the game. And apparently, the last 12 games, Leeds have only lost four and 
those are the four Leeds games I've been to, and now, <laughs> Sheffield United fans are now offering to pay my petrol to go and watch Le- every Leeds game. Are Leeds going to bottle it, Amy? Yeah, of course they are. It's the, it's the fun of every part of my season. Derby have already done it, so I've had my joy with that one, and now I've got Leeds. Now, I was, uh, I was speaking to a chap um, on Saturday mornings. Harry, my son, has uh, football sessions, and uh, which I'm very near to giving up on because he just picks the ball up and runs around. But obviously he's there surrounded by lots of Leeds fans and uh, one of the dads saw me in my Ipswich shirt and came over and asked if I was going today and he was on his way down to Birmingham and we were talking about the final game of the season and um, he told me that they have got the priority that's needed for them to be able to get a ticket for the Ipswich game is 19 away games (laughs) it's ridiculous no wonder I've had so There's many only 23 in the season. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I hope Ipswich are either doing something about um, the memberships or at least selling platinum memberships to Leeds fans and at least try and make, yeah. some, make, some, make them pay twice, for goodness sake. But there's, there's going to be like, Joe, there's going to be like, what, eight, ten thousand 10,000 Leeds fans there if they're, if they're a second going into that game? I'd imagine so. The town will be absolutely full of Leeds fans. I think there was somebody saying... They normally book a hotel for games. They're an Ipswich fan. I tried to book one, and yeah, all the I hotels in town centre are, are totally booked up. It's it's going to be if Leeds don't go up, we'll end up like Bournemouth on that famous bank holiday weekend where the whole town was ripped to shreds and oh no, smashed don't, up. Don't hey, what, are you what saying if, about people from Leeds, Joe? <laughs> what if there's <laughs> nothing? What if there's nothing on it as well? Because then they'll be bored and have tickets, and, and yeah, yeah. they probably just won't come then, will they? If there's nothing no. on it. No, but we, at that point we we already have the money, so um, it's a nice little nice little tickle for tickle for the well, club. They'll st- they'll still have their two thousand full allocation of away fans. They'll still they'll still sell that out. But the fact the ones that have got tickets in the Ipswich ends and hotels with cancellation yeah. policies, I can't imagine are still going to come down for it. Mm, interesting. Um, right, let's get through these quickly. Uh, West Brom massively inconsistent. Millwall two, West Brom nil. Big win for Millwall on the basis that. Rotherham won. Millwall would have been in the bottom three. Um, Amy, uh, Millwall or Rotherham, give me a name. Or uh, Reading, even. What, to survive or go down? Uh, to go or... down. Oh, uh, I think Reading. So Rotherham, maybe. Rotherham, because I want the away game next year. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Wednesday one, Villa three. Joe, um, Dean Smith was quite modest about this one. I think they lucked out a bit at the end of this one, but they're on a hell of a run. Yeah, no, Wednesday, Wednesday are unbeaten under Steve Bruce, or were unbeaten under Steve Bruce, I should say. They were 1-0 up, They or I think it was 1-1. They looked by far the better side, missed a penalty, had a number of other chances, and it, it looked like if there was only going to be one winner, it was going to be Wednesday. And then Villa nicked it in the 92nd minute and then got another one later on. That Abraham's won the 94th or 95th, but Villa on a hell of a run of form, but they, they got lucky today, or yesterday. I would not want to play Villa in the playoffs, mm. if, especially if I was Leeds. And I, Leeds, you know, yeah, Leeds, not, Villa in the playoff been, final. Oh, oh, could be oh, Grealish and Hernandez as well. It could be a really good game as well, though, couldn't it? Um, Bristol good City luck, 2. Good luck getting a ticket. Mate, remember it both. I'll be all right. <laughs> I've got my priority points sorted. Um, Bristol City 2, Wigan 2. Um, just a polite message to all those Norwich fans who completely ripped me a new one for not putting Max Aarons in my team of the year. I think Max Aarons is 
excellent. But this is the guy I put in, Reese James. Watch him smack one in from 35 yards into the top corner. He's really good at football as well. And there, there are mm-hmm. other teams in the league and other right backs you can put in your in your team of the year. Um, Brentford three, Derby three. We'll talk about um, talk about Brentford in a minute, Amy. But Ben Rama gives me nightmares. But there we'll go. We'll talk about him in a little minute. Swansea three, Borough one. What the hell are Borough doing? Um, six defeats on the trot, down to eighth place. Um, Swansea on the beach, really. Uh, Rotherham two, Forest one. Big win for Rotherham. Um, Forest aren't going to get in the playoffs. Rotherham. They're just still on the edge, but kind of from a financial point of view, I'd like to see Rotherham stay up because their entire squad makes what, yeah. I don't know, Grealish and McGinn together Great. make. Yeah. Uh, Hull three, Reading one, bad defeat for Reading. Blackburn nil, Stoke one. Stoke haven't conceded a goal for 900 years. Um, nobody really Blackburn cares. Blackburn haven't turned They're up right. for any games for about 100 years. <laughs> yeah, since they beat us, Amy. Jesus, <laughs> always the way. Um, extrapolation says Ipswich are 24th with 27 points from 40 games at a miserly 0.675 points per game. Remember when we used to moan about 1.2, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that, eh? Um, projected total of 31.05 points. Um, so... They will be relegated bottom of the league. Um, and it would take a very interesting... It's, it's going to take Reading to win away at Norwich without Oliveira and Ipswich to lose and Wigan to win. And So it's going to happen on Saturday rather than on, on Wednesday. We have one more week of it. Um, top minutes. Luke Chambers is ahead of the minutes by 403 minutes. That's ridiculous. He's played nearly... What is that? Four games more than... The next nearest player. That shows how consistent he is and how unsettled um, Trevor Chalibur's second. Top goals, Sears six, Edwards five. Quaynard joins Nolan, Jackson and Keane. All on three. What a horrible season this is when you read those stats. Terrible, (laughs) terrible. Um, Are you ready for some two little ducks, guys? Two little ducks. Here we go. Um, Everyone loves two little ducks, don't they? And we all know the rules. I'm going to pick a game from the annals of Ipswich Town history and um amy and joe are going to pick out as many of the 22 starters as they can i'll give them one little gimme on each of that um we can take it in turns they can help each other if you see when i play this my excellent tactic of openly discussing the name with the other person to try and get their affirmation works quite well but because um ipswich go to brentford on wednesday we've got to pick boxing day 2014 did you two forecast that one brentford two Ipswich for Ipswich. I think did they go top of the league until the three yeah. o'clock games? Yeah. Um, and then second, but um, a great day away and full as always. And this game featured possibly the earliest goal of the uh, 19 seconds a big lanky forward scored for Ipswich. So Brentford two, Ipswich four, and this is the most incestuous one we've ever done in terms of people who played for both teams as well. This is ridiculous oh, nice. when when we go through these. So. Amy, would you like to go first? Um, we're 2014-15, playoff season. Don't pick Matt Holland. <laughs> I think the strike was the goal, was the goal Daryl Murphy. So, yeah, Murphy scored two, scored after 19 seconds. So that's one. Uh, Joe. Tommy Smith. Tommy Smith, he scored as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amy. Smith means it was Chambers on the right. Chambers on the right, absolutely. Um, Paul Anderson. Oh, nice. Okay. We're going to be good at this one, aren't we? Um, Amy? Uh, Berra. Yes, Berra. Five. Bart. Bart. Six. Cole Scoose. Um, 
Excuse, very good. Yeah, seven. Not much has changed really, has it? Um, David <laughs> McGoldrick. David, David McGoldrick was up front with Daryl Murphy. And let me tell you, one of the other Ipswich players played yesterday. In his breakout season, Amy. Oh, uh, who do we have yesterday? Bish? Teddy Bishop. Yeah. Good. Um, God, you got nine out of 11. So... You're, nev- you're never going to get one of these. If okay. I were to go... You're the voice, try and understand it. And it meant the Who sings that? Because he's got the same name as the Sipsis player. That's not a help, is it? <laughs> <laughs> David Diamond will get that. <laughs> um, Scandinavian guy. Uh, thank you, Amy. Scandinavian guy who uh, doesn't sound Scandinavian. Jonathan Parr. Jonathan Parr. Oh, good Parr. show. Right, and Graham Blackburn's favourite player from the Naked Football Show. <laughs> Well, it's not Jordan Rhodes, is it? <laughs> no, he's a rugby I, I, player now. I, I was going to say Jay Tab, but I, I Jay sure Tab, beautiful. Um, so that's all eleven Ipswich players. Um, nice. Hunt, Hunt, High five, Jay. <laughs> and Brew will do a. Actually, try and do it. Try and do it through Skype. Three, two, one. <laughs> that was awful. Absolutely <laughs> awful. Um, right, let's try and get some Brentford players. One of them is obviously one of my favourite Ipswich players of all time. Dougie. I'm smiling. Dougie is in yeah. there. Um, I um, saw one of them play for Birmingham yesterday. Um, I saw two of them play for Birmingham yesterday. Sorry. Jota. Uh, Hotter. And the... Big strapping centre-back. Uh, um, Harley Dean. Harley Dean. Um, another one of these played for Ipswich. Two more of these played for Ipswich. Alan Judge. Alan Judge. Sure. And huge uh, unit of a midfielder. Tumani Diagaraga. <laughs> Tumani Diagaraga, good. Um, one of them went to Norwich for loads of money, even though Norwich fans will tell you that they don't ever spend loads of money, but they do. Um... Sergi Canos. Oh, no. Um, Plays oh, for Huddersfield um, now. Um, Pritchard, Alex Pritchard. Pritchard. Um, one of them is, Harry seems to mention him on every preview show. He's a little right back. He could part the sea. I, uh, I, 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 he's left them now, hasn't he? But I just can't think. He left and he... came back. Oh, let oh. me help you with this. So, Button in goal. Odebajo, yeah. Harry's favourite player. Dean, Craig. Bidwell, is that the same Bidwell who plays for QPR now, Joe? Um, I, I know it's Jake Bidwell. He's yeah, yeah. Everton. Yeah. I'm not sure he, where he is yeah, now. Yeah, yeah he's Rangers. Uh, Douglas, Hotter, Pritchard. Good team, actually. Diagaraga, Judge and Andre Gray. Very good team. They've yeah. ultimately finished in the playoffs. But... Hey, you ace the Ipswich bit. That's the main thing. I'm sure someone will claim to get all 22. Let's talk about some Brentford now because we're off there on Wednesday. Although Amy's already done it really, Joe. She said we haven't got hope in hell because they create a billion chances every game. Uh, B's 14th in the league. They're on the beach. They've got sand in their toes. They're eating ice cream. Lost, lost, drawn, lost, drawn. 63 goals. Sixth highest in the league. As I say, um, darlings of XG create a million chances every game. Mopai, fifth in the scoring charts with 21 in 38 games. Um, ben Rama, 10 goals, 12 assists down the right of the Brentford attack. Joe, do you agree with Amy that um, this could be a high-scoring game and not all of the goals will be scored by Ipswich? <laughs> no, because I, cause I don't think Brentford are that good. Whenever I watch them, they are flaky at the back. They... Go through these phases where Back they create three a load, now, load of chances, but they, they just don't they don't score enough goals. The amount of chances they create, and while they they always are high on the XG tables, I love the XG tables. But you you, you watch them with your own eyes, and yeah, they look like they they always look like they sh- should score more than they do, and it's got to be about quality of strikers as opposed to luck. While they keep missing, Mope needs three chances to score one, and 
Like I say, he's, he's a good player, but he, he misses good chances every week. I'm, I'm not too worried about going to Brentford. I'm, I'm not saying we're going to win. I'd, I'd take a point now if offered it, but All right, I'm, I'm not. I'm not particularly fit. <laughs> yeah. right, wouldn't, even get, wouldn't even get on the bus. But, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not particularly fearful of Brentford. I, I, I don't think they're as good as they're made out by the analytics community when you watch them with your own eyes. Uh, so, Amy, Joe's gone for a 3-0 win there then. What do you think? <laughs> um, okay, purely because I'm still on a bit of a high from yesterday, I'm going to go with... One all, one all, <laughs> one all, and you think Judge is going to wrap his right foot around a lovely yeah. little free kick into the top corner? I'd be interested to see what um what kind of a reception Judge gets, and I'll I'll try and do Harry's bit. And if you are an Ipswich fan, going just look out for Saeed Ben Rama on the left hand side. He'll be cutting in lovely, lovely play. And look out for Romain Sawyer's as well play, um in the ten position probably, or even further back actually. Um, but yeah, they're good fun to watch, and I'm sure the um, away terrace and all the pubs will be full. All the away games seem to be very well sold at the moment. Um, guys, wonderful. I think we've done that quite concisely as well for once tonight. Um, Joe, when are you um, when are you away gaming it next, or is that you done for uh, the season? Probably done for the season. I'm still got half an eye on Brentford on Wednesday, but it's logistically it's a bit of a nightmare for Thursday for me so mm. I'm not sure it'll work out but I won't bore everyone with the details of why <laughs> that's not going to work out um, quick plug for your Twitter Joe and your um, ITFC Academy stuff yeah it's at Joe Fairs is my Twitter or at ITFC underscore Academy both the 18s and 23s are in the end of season playoffs where hopefully they'll both win the league this year so they have the home draw in the playoffs so I can get to the games but We'll, we'll know in the next couple of weeks who we're going to be playing, but I think it's likely to be Leeds and Sheffield Wednesday in the 18s and Leeds again in the 23s. And despite his um, exterior, Joe's actually really friendly. And if you do tweet him with any questions about academy players, he will answer you. And um, it's great having him on the team because, like, quite frankly, I don't even know who half these guys are. I literally watched the first team and that's it. So um, you do a superb job, Joe. And if you're at those games, you'll be live tweeting them, yes? Yeah, if I'm there, I'll live tweet. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Um, Amy, have you got any writings or anything we need to read at the moment? I've got a, my match day blog is um, uploading as we speak, actually. So if you fancy a quick, very unanalytical day out um, video of how much yeah, we enjoyed that. I'll it. I'll retweet that from the Blue Monday if you tweet that my way. Thank you. I'll pop that out from my Tractor Girl Amy 8 Twitter account. Um, and there is a new Kings of Anglia out uh, later this month, I think. I know it will be out next month. I have it written later this month so uh, keep an eye out for that because the next one's um i'm speaking to fans of other teams who've been down in league one and getting their thoughts on what they think we'll be doing so i'm going to publish that on my blog as well so i'm really looking forward to that one being out Mm, excellent um what was the twitter again amy it's tracked girl amy eight Tractor Girl, Amy, eight. Um, we're so disorganised on the pod, so I assume these two guys will be back at some point before the end of the season. If not, we'll do some kind of end of the season thing. So it will not be the last you see of Amy and Joe this season. I promise you, we need some shows over the summer. Should we just do a month at a time? That would be a nice 10 shows across the summer, won't it, when we do the season review. God, imagine that season review. We can start all the way back at the cup on the table. Can Go we all not? the way through, last, <laughs> all the way through boring enough, wasn't it, to, to recap? This is going to be torture this year. Going through yeah. it once is enough. Oh, it's got to be done, though, Amy. Oh. 
got to be done. I so Amy won't be on the um, end of season <laughs> reviews for that one. Then um, you can do you can do the four wins then. Yeah, we'll do, yeah. We'll do a four wins special. Um, well, I've now all... been there for twenty five percent of them. Wow, <laughs> unbelievable scenes. <laughs> Um, right, thanks guys. Um, as usual, follow us um, on Twitter at Blue Monday ITFC. Follow me on Twitter at Benjamin Bloom. Um, Richard and Harry will be back on Thursday, and I believe I'm making a run in just to talk about the Brentford game because it all gets a bit crazy now over um, over Easter. And I think the flagship's going to be on the Tuesday. There's no point putting the flagship out. Who have we got? On the Friday, we've got Preston and then Preston Swansea. And then Swansea yeah. yeah, so the flagship will probably be delayed by one day because, frankly, there'll be another game and we won't put it out. So bear with us. It's a bit tricky over Easter, but we will try and keep the content up. Um, say goodbye, Amy. See you soon. Say goodbye, Joe. Goodbye, Joe. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.